Nintendo has almost always been built around creating the best possible gaming experience that they could. In 1889, Nintendo wasn't in the video game business. They were, however, still in the gaming business. Starting off as a playing card company, Nintendo wouldn't branch out until the early 1960s when they would try their hand at taxi, hotel, and instant rice companies. Spoiler alert, none of them were successful, yet they tried them nonetheless. It wouldn't be until 1975 that Nintendo would create their very first video game, an arcade cabinet called EVR. The most popular arcade title in their lineup, Donkey Kong, would not show up until 1981. A year prior to that, in 1980, the first in a very long line of handheld games would be developed and stamped with the company's name. As the need for playing games at home arose and quality expectations moved in the same direction, companies like Atari, ColecoVision, Mattel, and Magnavox struggled to keep up. The market was becoming oversaturated, the games were well below acceptable averages, with some of them being finished in as little as five and a half weeks. We're looking at you, E.T. Home consoles were going for as much as $300 in the 80s. That's the equivalent of several baskets of groceries, a car payment, or a month's worth of rent. In 1983, Nintendo single-handedly saved the video game industry with their Nintendo Famicom, a family computer home gaming system. They really hit the ground running when the console was rebranded and relaunched in the US as the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES for short. Since then, the company has had plenty of moments where it may have been a better idea to start a taxi company than release some of the things that they did. But we are in a period of boom for Nintendo. So, we want to celebrate their success and talk about what the future might hold for them this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. My name is Bubba Stalkup, Chief Community Nerd, and I am joined, as always, by our Chief Missions Nerd, Matt Warmbier. Uh, hello, everyone. I mean, sorry, what? Uh... <laughs> and our Chief Social Media Nerd, Kate Katawake. Hello. Well, guys, we have got a big, big show in store for you. You heard that at the top of the episode. I hope that you like that. That's kind of a new format that we're trying out, kind of giving you the the precursor, the teaser into what our real episode is going to be, the meat of it. We'll still have the what have we been playing, um, but we've got a couple of other things that we're going to add to the mix as well. So I hope you like that. And when we talk about Nintendo later, we want to hear what you think. So let us know in the comment section and also hit us up on social media at Love Thy Nerd and let us know. Before we get too far into the episode, I just want to give you guys a quick update on where we are with Love Thy Nerd. Um, you guys may be in the, the Facebook group, and that's great. We love it. But you may not know, hey, what is really going on? We've heard about a lot of these things. We are working right now, I mean, heavily on the website. And guys, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I am I'm blown away uh, by the progress that's being made on it. And 
I know that that may sound like I'm kind of giving myself a big head because uh, I designed the website, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about is I, that it's it's one thing, and you know maybe you guys can speak to this too. But like when you when you see something that you've you've thought about or that you've made or whatever kind of come to life, and you you didn't make it come to life, like that's that's huge. Um, I don't know if you guys have. You're talking, like, you're talking like not a baby, like just like maybe it's a baby. Uh, okay, I don't know. You know, maybe, right. maybe that's maybe that's what uh, what comes to mind. That's actually a really good analogy. It's like a baby. Um, except, <laughs> Thanks. I've had a few of them. <laughs> except I didn't. I, I mean, I, I helped make my babies, but I didn't design them. Like when they when I saw them, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, you you did, but uh, uh, it's just I yeah, gotcha. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we, the website is, is kind of like a baby, I guess, if we're going to carry on with Matt's analogy, which why not? YOLO. Thank you. Um, Either way, let me say this about the website. It looks awesome. And normally I don't <laughs> like anything that you make or do. That's accurate. And yeah, I think the is. website looks really dope. It's going to be fun, guys. We, we tried to put some stuff in there that's going to not make it just look like you're reading a newspaper. Because we're going to have tons and tons and tons of content, like a metric ton of content on this website. Drew and crew are working crazy hard to make all of the thoughtful content available for you on the website. Um, we've built this thing to be not just cool to look at on a desktop, but hey, it's 2018. Why not have a really dope mobile website as well? So there are some things that are going to be different from one experience to the next, but all of the information will be there no matter where you are on your smartphone, tablet, uh, your Dreamcast, if you still, Matt, if you can get online with that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we've, we've tried to design it so that you guys can get all of these great podcasts that we do with hopefully more coming in the future, not just more episodes, but more podcasts. We've got some stuff churning um, on that. Uh, but yeah, be sure to look for the website. I'm not going to give you the date because I don't want to get your hopes up, but we are pushing real hard for the website to launch by the end of summer. So I'm not going to give you the date, but that's that's what we're shooting for is by the end of summer. Isn't it tomorrow? I was just going to say tomorrow. Gosh, <laughs> dang it. Now it looks like I was a copycat. Wait, wait, wait. Well, just shouldn't say anything. But, I mean, but like, is it today's tomorrow or is it Friday's tomorrow? Well, it's just Saturday. whatever me. Whatever day you listen to this. Or is it is it like one of those things where we could say tomorrow because tomorrow is a day that never comes. Mm. You know, it's understand. never tomorrow, today it's always today. today. Mm-hmm. It can it so can like, have been yesterday, but it can't be tomorrow because tomorrow's always on the horizon. I'll let you guys chew on that one for a little bit and let, let your brain just bleed out of your ears. Um, we've also got something new coming up with our Facebook group. That's a teaser, and you're going to see stuff, and hopefully you've already seen stuff in the Facebook group. But guys, we're going to be trying something different than we've been doing since the launch. Um, I hope you're going to like it. I'm 100% sure that you are. So just look for something new coming from the Facebook group. And Matt, dude, we are T-minus way too close to Gen Con. I think who was it? Was it uh, Chad posted in our um, our messenger group? Hey guys, thirty days till Gen Con. I'm like, why don't you keep that mess to yourself, Chad? Yeah, gotta be ready. That's why if that is your real name. Grief. Uh, but we are we're excited about Gen Con, Matt. You you guys have been doing tons of work behind the scenes to get all the people that are going with us ready. 
um, merchandise. I hope we've got ready. that coming too. And then we're going to have that at Gen Con, both for free and for buy. So a lot of good stuff Sweet. coming. A lot of good stuff. No, that, I wasn't telling you knew that already. That was what did you, or did you I, know that? Yeah, I, I know. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you guys, we talk about all this stuff. Huh? No, hold yeah. on. Cut. Let's talk about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, new discord. Who does? Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh so we're going to have stuff. If you guys are going to be at Gen Con, find us. We're not going to have a booth. We're going to be out there guerrilla warfare style with the people mixing it up. I know that some of us are going to be in tournaments. I know that, uh, what, who is it? Um, Ibsen has already signed up for the Destiny, yep. Star Wars Destiny tournament. Um, and then there's tons of other stuff that we're going to be doing. So as we get closer to that, we're going to let you guys know where you can possibly find us if we're going to be at certain things like uh, different showings or, you know, all the other things that happen at cons outside of tournaments. But we do, like I said, have merch in the works. So we've got a T-shirt that you guys have probably already seen. And we're working on special dice that are going to have our, not logo, that's the wrong way to put that. They're going to say, love thy nerd, either on the one or the six. Have we decided yet? It's the one. The one. On the one. But they're going to be special dice that you can only get from us because that's got our name on it. And that's just really how that stuff works. And also, our last kind of update from Love That Nerd is that our social media will also be rolling out soon. And get excited, get everyone. Rowdy. Uh, Kate, do you want to give the date on that? Didn't think so. Tomorrow. Um, is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I tomorrow. got nervous that I was going to say the wrong date, so I'm looking at my notes just to make sure. You want me to say it or no? No, don't say it. Don't say it. I was, oh, I was why did you ask me to say it? Because, I just got my notes up. Because I was setting – well, I'm glad that you got to open up your, your blue polka-dotted uh, folder there. It was a dollar for this notebook, everyone. Yeah. You got it at the Digimon store? Where'd you get it? No. It's called Daiso. Daiso. I was close. It's the same yeah, thing. You were, you were basically close, yeah. But um, let's climb out of this hole and let's talk about what we have been playing. So, Kate, why don't you kick us off? I've been playing Golf Story, which I started out liking it, but now I hate it. What? It's causing me some rage, honestly, that game. Talk. Let's talk through it. Kate, what, what is your problem? I know it's problem? a calm I don't know. It's not saving right. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about because like I it had... looks like it's saving, and then when I go in and I press save, it doesn't save exactly at that moment. And I'm like, okay, so where is the point that it's saving at? So I can like play accordingly. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. I, I had that happen to me too. I when I went into the mini golf area, I did the whole course, and then I had to come and I beat it, um, and then I had to come back after the save. And after I shut my switch off or powered it down or however you want to do that, came back and it was like at the very beginning of it, I had to go through all the dialogue yeah, why? again. I was I like, don't, oh, that's I, I don't get the parameters at which it saves. And then can, when I, you, can I just say something here? What? Um, yes. Why, why aren't you putting your switch just in sleep mode? I d- it's whenever you, you want to play a different game. Yeah. Whenever you back no. out of the game. Big mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake well, playing more than one game on your Switch. How dare you? The reason why I back out of the game in the first place, and I press the save button. I don't How many times? How many times do you press it? Three. That's too not many. enough. Yeah. Oh, oh you what? say it's Three. too many? Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you say it's too many. I say it's not enough. It's it's almost there. And I back out of the game because it, it kind of makes me ragey sometimes when I'm trying to hit 
the ball and I don't get it how I wanted it. It's just happy Gilmore. I got you. I've been having some difficulties and I'm like double bogey. What is this? You get in the hole. You get in the hole. Get in your home. What do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was supposed to be relaxing. It's not a relaxing game. Sorry, Kate. Continue. Well, what did you do? Have you been playing something awesome that has been relaxing? Like, well, then I, I bought you, Fallout 4 because you've been Wise talking stress. about it. And this other podcast I listened to has been talking about it, even though that other podcast has nothing to do with gaming. And I was like, that sounds fun. I think I'm ready for a game like that. Well, I'm surprised you never played one before. Go on. I'm ready to hear it. You've I, been saving I it for the podcast. Of, <laughs> I played some of Fallout 3. I played some of Fallout 3 ages and ages and ages ago. Like, I couldn't okay. even tell you what the story is about. I don't Great remember. game. Such so great. I thought I've matured. I've matured as a gamer. I should be fine. Well, they don't freaking tell you how to do anything. And I'm like, what is this? What button? Why? I kept getting, I kept getting killed by some sort of random, I don't know, type weapon out of nowhere. No, it wasn't a bug. It was like a rocket. I'm like, where is this person? What is this? There's just a lot of confusion for me with the game right now. And I keep getting jump scared by feral ghouls. Like seriously, guys, jump scared. They are the worst. (laughs) They are the worst. Jump scared. Jump scared. I know. I, I never oh. get scared except when I play a game like <laughs> son of a. Come I was on. playing it at eight o'clock last night, and I kept getting jump scared over and over. And finally, I made it till eight forty-five, and I'm like, I'm done with this. You Steven. gotta scan the area. Come on, you always scan the area. I did. I was I was crouched. I was hidden, and it'd say caution, and I'm like, oh, there's one here. You gotta. There's you gotta one scope. here. So I look you, all you, around. No, I'd you gotta go in the vats. Go in the vats. Absolutely. So you're over there. Well, they look like they're not going to move. So I'm like, oh, no, they're all dead. You always shoot them. Have you ever seen uh, Scott Pilgrim? You get the double tap. I've been shooting them. And I'm like, no, I'm going to waste ammo. So I'm just a little. I wasn't ready to be jump scared, like right before I was going to go to bed. I didn't really want that. Hold on. I think you're thinking of zombie land. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I I just wanted to save you on the floor. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. I don't know what else. Okay, well, here's what you need to do. Oh, gosh. You need to make sure you, <laughs> number one, increase your next level up as finding more ammo so you're not worried about ammo. Oh, okay? yeah. I know. Oh. These Matt's pro I'm tips. Gonna, I like I'm going to admit it right now. I was raging too hard on normal, so I'm playing on very easy. Oh, no That's fine. It's like, I, I. It's too hard. I, I'm like, what the heck? Fallout is all <sighs> about the story. Like, I honestly, yeah. I yes, do not care how you get through it. I'm not in it for that extreme challenge. I'm, I'm not that kind uh, of gamer. I'll talk. I'll talk about. I've also been playing it, and it's my second playthrough, sort of. I didn't finish the first time, uh-huh. and I'm just like, I get to the point where I'm just tired of going down into subways and killing everyone. I'm like, do, yeah. I, do I need to go down there? Like, yeah. you can't just keep going into every like, you know, cave or subway system that you you come across. Like, you really have to be strategic. They'll send you there eventually. I'm sure they will. So. Yeah, and I was talking about it at church yesterday so I was, I, well i went up because there was a guy up there who i know has played a lot of fallout 4 and i told him i got it and if he had any tips for me and he was like oh just don't suck oh, okay cool. so i went and talked cool, cool. to another guy and, and i said have you ever played fallout 4 why does my, the doc say fallout boy 4 i didn't type that nobody knows <laughs> it's a mystery <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways, I said to this other guy who I know is a gamer, I said, have you ever played Fallout 4? And he said he's done four complete playthroughs of it. Wow. And he, each Yeesh. time he sides with the new faction. And I'm oh, like, oh, that's smart. When have you had time to do this? And he's like, oh, you know, I find time here and there. And I said, how many hours do you have in this game? 
And he said, oh, All of them. I don't even want to look. Wow. Yeah, he's probably got I'm like Chris Gualney destiny hours in that game. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm looking for tips and tricks if anybody has any. Uh, yeah, I also just, recommend getting the, the lucky shot like where the guy appears oh, and yeah. shoots for you. Totally worth it. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a creepy skill if you think about it. I love it. Shows up out of nowhere and just gat gat. That's that's the sound that guns make. I'm fine with that. I'm you fine. That one. Yeah, that's the actual sound. You yeah. well, Matt. So, anyways, you, so you said that you've been playing Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what else? Well, talk to me oh. about talk to me about your experience in Fallout. So you've been giving us your yeah, pro tips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've uh, in this playthrough, I'm really trying to like just cut out like all the extra stuff as much as I can. But then again, like you start down these certain rabbit holes. Like I, I, I was really good at only having about four like missions I could do, and now I have like sixteen I can do. <laughs> yeah. Because you just just talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, go over here and buy this paint for me." I'm like, "I don't, I don't want to, but I'm going like, no, to." No, I don't want to. Just say no. no. You, yeah. Well, you say no, but you end up like, oh, I'm, I'm here anyways. I don't know how I got here. Get that paint. Um, <laughs> That's the thing with Fallout, right? Like if you get if you get kind of lost, almost the best strategy is just to finish the things in that area because you're probably never yep. going to find it again. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, that's exactly right. I always think like I could just like hide some stuff in this here trash can and come back and pick it up later. I'm almost, you know, carrying too much. Nope. I feel like I'd never find it again. Never ever. Um, yeah, it's been good. I've been, you know, trying to collect power armors. I have like, you know, a little a little ghost graveyard of power armors. Do you uh, have, did you build I, the stands for them? Uh, I have a, I have a couple. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of all hanging out at sanctuary waiting for me. Yep. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's kind of all I've been playing, really. I, I did list a bunch of other stuff here I played, but uh, it's mostly because my kids on one of our old phones uh, decided to download BG Stats. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, really competitive, and they really want to have, like, as high of a percentage win, like, win percentage as they possibly can. They're like, well, it looks like I beat you 66% of the time when we play this game, and I I always win 100% of the time when we play this game. <laughs> Uh, so I was, I played bottom of the ninth, which is like a baseball dice rolling game. Sounds boring. It's a lot of fun. I, th Two, I, I think that game is fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. People who don't like baseball. Well, I take it back. If you don't like baseball, you, you'll probably like this game still. It's, it's very convoluted. Yep. It's not we, like straightforward baseball. Yep. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's some strategy involved. It's about as much uh, baseball as, what was it? Blood bowl is football. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, play coup. Played Rocky Road Owl Mode, which you're an ice cream, you're driving an ice cream truck, you're trying to like make the right combination for your customers. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's a really fun game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Predictable. So we, we, I love it. That sounds great, yeah. actually. Like what kind yeah. of ice? Well, I guess we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> you, you just like, you know, like blue and there's like those uh, rocket pops. And oh, there's and no like flavors? Push pops. Like no, it's kind of like, you think about like typical ice cream truck flavors, like there's blue and there's oh. that the push pop and there's the rocket pop like is there the yeah. is there the the face with the gumball nose no there's not maybe that's an expansion i don't, yeah. I don't know talk to me when it's on there. an expansion I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah happy salmon played that you guys played that before happy uh, salmon i think it's i've heard about it like though. you all stand in a circle you have a deck of like cards that have different actions you need to complete so like if I have a high five and Bubba has a high five, we give each other a high five and then we move on to the next card. And it's like high five, 
pound it, switcheroo, happy salmon, where you like slap hands real fast with each other. Uh, it's a really <laughs> fast game. Uh, it's super easy. It can be really loud, but it's it's fun, and the kids all like it. Um, so I recommend it. It was pretty cheap too. So that's another bonus. Uh, Bang the dice game. Played that. Classic. Played Bang I've the played dice that. Game. Yep. I've played it. Uh, and finally, Ezra's favorite is Suro. And we played a lot. We played really? that a lot. He loves that game. They What's all love percentage? that game. Like, gosh, he beats me all the time. <laughs> he seriously, I wouldn't doubt like he's probably an 80% win percentage on that. Like I've only beat him once. I think he's just, that's just the way his brain thinks. Uh, and he, I love he beats that us. game. I yeah. think it's my most played tabletop game in my collection. Thank you, Bubba you're and Anna. Welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you're 100 percent welcome. Only. We have like the physical copy. But we also have it on the iPad, and they play it on there too. Like they all love it. It's I mean, it's, a, it's such an easy game. Like even my well, not my youngest, my second youngest can play it, and she's four. It's not so, a yeah, hard Penny game. Penny is one, so it would be a miracle if Penny could play. <laughs> Penny just like hey. she'll slam it down, she'll scream, she'll eat a couple pieces. I mean, it's probably fine. She'll scream some more. Hey, Bubba, what have you been playing? Yeah, um, Bubba, tell us. You got it, Kate. Anything for you, Kate? Uh, mm. Well, I before I get started, I want to say you told me, Matt, that your kids had discovered the BG Stats app, and you sent me a text and said, "Hey." Does Caleb have one? And I thought that that was the craziest <laughs> question. My six-year-old, does he have a BG Stats um, username? Uh, but my response to you was even crazier than that, that he has been grounded. <laughs> he was grounded for what? a month. From, yeah, that's good. It, right now, we're in the middle. Well, we're at the tail end of his, his grounding. My six-year-old is grounded from all games video or board game or anything like that unless he can make it he can't play any game that has been bought from a store or has been manufactured in any way really weird parameters right but he is he's really sneaky and he needs to know specifics of what he's grounded from the kid got mad at his grandma's house his grandma's house and he didn't get something that his sister got and so he took his chicken sandwich and he threw it across the table (laughs) (laughs) and so Immediately when I heard no. that, I was like, oh, yeah. You shouldn't be laughing. I you're done. No, you, yeah, you've, yeah, got, you've got kids, man. Yeah, you understand. it's funny, though. I wouldn't laugh video? in front of them. Was there video of him yeah. throwing it? Oh, no. I don't think so. No. It's one of those things that it's it. you laugh about it later, but in the moment, you're like, that kid's dead. I mean, he's going to see Jesus well before I will. <laughs> you know? Uh, he did. He did something very similar, um, and then we'll we'll end this episode of the was parenting it a podcast. Was it a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich? I don't think so, but oh, it might just have curious. been. I don't know for the details. It was a sandwich, and it was chicken in nature. Okay. Uh, but no, but but anyway, so we did. We had to take away uh, gaming from him. He all, the whole month of June. I said it's gone. But come, he's almost there. Come July first, he keeps asking, "How long until July? How many more days do we have?" Hey, tell him to be careful because my kids want to be able to play games with him. So tell him like, keep the chicken sandwiches down, <laughs> keep the yarn away from him. I mean, right. you know, just well, I mean, and we've we've broken from it. Like, if there are people over or something's going on, if it makes sense, we say, okay, hey, you can play. Your your grounding is lifted for just this small portion of time 
So it's like we'll shun, you, unshun. Exactly. Your grounding right. is lifted. I'll give shun. you one hour, but you're going to have to another month after this. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. So like when we go to your house, Matt, he will be ungrounded for the entirety of the time that he's there. Because okay. that would be punishment to everybody if Caleb couldn't play. He mm, would be the worst human being in the world. Uh, he would be a bear to be around. And so it's just going to be better for everybody if he's ungrounded no matter what during that time. He doesn't Appreciate know that. that. And he also doesn't listen to this podcast. So I think well, that's, a, that's, that's in August. Well, that, that's a long time between now and August. Okay, that's yeah. fair. So He'll be unshunned. We'll see. Yo, no, he most definitely will be, but he might be grounded the moment we get back. So I don't know. We'll see. Shun. It's yeah. also going to be great to have the switch for him to play on the drive up and back. Get yourself a car charger, okay? Oh, that's a good idea. I need to do that before we leave. Um, but that being said, I have played golf story and I have loved it. But do you have the save problem? I had that one time, one time. Um, (laughs) and really I've only played two sessions, but each of my sessions have been like four hours long. So I'll have to get back to you. I wasn't aware that you had that issue or I would have tried it out. I know that on my first save I did that, but I think I might've not saved it properly. Uh, like I might've just turned off the switch and then started playing another game um rookie mistake yeah well it would have been a rookie mistake had the other game not been mario tennis aces oh Oh, mario tennis so that game came out and i was like yeah i'm gonna buy that and i didn't ask anna if we had money to do that um (laughs) rookie mistake yeah (laughs) we ended up having to transfer a little bit of cash over which is fine it's no big deal um, Pull from your savings for Mario Tennis. Well, I have a, I have a separate like Love Thy Nerd account where I buy games and uh, nerd paraphernalia and stuff like that. And I didn't have quite enough money because I had already bought Golf Story from that thing. And I was like, oh, I haven't spent any money. It's no big deal. Well, I kind of overdrew in that account. Whoopsie daisy. Well, she's really loving. And I had a long week with everything that we did. I did... A bunch of things with VBS. We were there from stupid early until stupid late. I had an install, a tech technology install that I did where I went from VBS um, to another eight-hour physical labor-intensive install. And um, then there were, se- there were several nights during that week during VBS that I stayed up until uh, well past midnight, not because I was just being a nerd or a bum, but because I had things that I was legitimately getting done. So yeah, so it's okay to treat yourself. I was a treat yourself um, moment for me when I when I spontaneously bought Mario Tennis, and so I played it. And guys, that game is actually really stinking good. Um, I know that we talked about it a lot during the demo, but it's a completely different animal when you're playing the full version of it. Like the demo doesn't even come close to what the full game is, hmm. and the adventure mode is pretty stinking awesome. You're going through, it's very like Mario Party-esque in that you're traveling from spot to spot. You don't play mini games and stuff like that. But I don't I don't liken it to like Super Mario or Super Mario World or anything like that. But you are kind of following a path to like little different areas and spots that you're going to. It's a lot of text. It's very text heavy. I was expecting something different coming off of Golf Story, which is very text heavy. But it, it was a little intense back-to-back for me. Hmm. But once you get through the things, you can speed through them. Um, it's not a big deal. You learn. It, it basically is a tutorial 
as you go through because they're telling you, oh, you're going to earn this racket. You're going to do this thing. In order to do that, you've got to complete these different challenges. So it's really like teaching you how to play the game without having an actual tutorial mode, which is pretty cool. But it ramps up. I'll tell you this. It ramps up real quick. Like you're cruising through and you're winning all the matches and you're doing all the stuff. Almost no problem. Maybe one or two replays. And then you reach this point where you have to volley back and forth 300 times. Or you have to get to a score of 300. And you're like, oh, well, based on this, it's no big deal. But the court that you have to do it on has a mast in the middle of it because you're on the top of a ship. And the guy... You're playing, I forget what the little wizard character is um, in Mario, but you're playing against him, and that dude's a freaking turd. So he'll he'll hit it so much so that it'll bounce off the side of the mast, and you're running in an opposite direction, and it goes to the other corner. So it, it trolls you a little bit, but I think I might have figured out how to do it. But I did notice that that was me. That was my rage moment. I, I, I threw the controller several times and was like, are you okay? I said, no, <laughs> there's nothing about this that's okay. I'm having a hard time with Mario Tennis. I don't feel good about life right now. And she was trying to talk to me about some things uh, with our church's database. And I'm like, can we, can we just, can we talk about it later? And I had that moment again. <laughs> Remember guys, I told you when I was playing Mario Tennis, the demo, where I, my kids could not walk in front of the TV. I had that moment Sounds like again. it's going to be a really fun game for your family. I think it is, yeah. But I did find out that it has motion control. So you yeah. can yeah. you can just do regular swinging, which you couldn't do in the demo. So when my kids are ungrounded, we'll play that, um, and I will dominate. Because that's how they learn, right? That's right. I said VBS. I've also been playing a little game uh, that I like to call Homeowner Sim 2018 Floating Floor Expansion, um, okay. where... The first day I get to do anything uh, that's not vacation Bible school, Anna asks me if I will install the flooring that's been missing um, for the last several weeks in our in our house. Begrudgingly, I put down the floor, um, and now I don't have to worry about that anymore. But man, I'm I'm paying for it. My back is killing me. She wrote a nice social media post about you that made it seem like you were really like selfless and like yeah. kind and nice and all this. And it was like, hmm, that doesn't sound accurate. I think here's my here's my thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Never heard of her. She she does stuff like that. And it's it's not completely fake, but it's it's her way of building me back up because she knows that I wasn't having a good time that day. Like that was the last thing that I needed to be doing that day. But she really wanted me to, to get it done because she wanted it in our previous house. Uh, the last house that we owned, it was a, it was an old trailer that we renovated. Like we ripped the roof off of it. We put a new uh, raised ceiling on it. Um, all new piping, electrical, flooring, subfloor, sheetrock. Everything was new in that house, but we didn't do any of that. So we were left with um, having to finish out a bathroom, two bathrooms, and a couple of other things that we just never did. So she knows that if we don't get on a project, it's just never going to get done. So she does. She she hounds me and nags me a little bit, but like in a good way, loving way, encouraging way, even though I don't like it sometimes. It at least gets me off the couch to do it. And that day – uh the lawnmower was messing up and she was trying to mow the backyard. So I had to do that. The kids were doing stuff. Uh, it, they, they were just running around. Everybody needed my attention for something else. 
while she was trying to get me to finish the flooring. So I was, I was not a very nice person to be around. Um, and here I go sending you messages to try to send me an image. Yes. Yeah. It was, that was the day too. So, I mean, it was, it was, and it was Saturday after VBS that evening, I didn't finish laying the floor until 1030. And then I had to finish a recap video for VBS for Sunday, the next day. And the pictures didn't download until 1am. And then I still had to make the video. It was a whole thing. I didn't have a really good, it wasn't an enjoyable Saturday, but I got a lot of stuff accomplished. Things were great on Sunday and I love my family. So boom, roasted. Take it for what it's worth. But all that being said, I still had a chance to play like Splendor. We played Splendor yesterday with somebody who came over, one of our our friends, and I got absolutely decimated in Splendor. Nine. We played two games and nine points was my high. Um, that's not very yes. good. It's not very good at all. I had a ton of gems. I just couldn't get anything going. Did anybody tell you to get good? Um, I you was just, gonna say maybe. Yeah. You just suck. I can count on you guys to give me that kind of edification. But it was good to be able to get a game to table. I didn't. I wasn't super excited about having somebody over because I'm still kind of reeling from a very long week. But it was good. It was something that needed to happen. Um, and when she left, we went straight to bed. It was fantastic. But you know what? Next week is going to be different. We're looking forward to like a six-person couples game night sometime this week. Uh, so I got to come up with uh, a good six-player game mm. that couples can play. May the best couple win. Oh, we will. Dice Throne, we easy. Will. Yeah. No, but that they would like. Dice Throne doesn't really play well with non-nerdy spouses. <laughs> yeah. Poor Steven. Yeah, poor Steven. <laughs> he was like struggling. And- <laughs> but it's going to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but guys, let us know what you've been playing. Those are some of the things that we've been playing. Mainly Fallout and Golf Stories seem to be um, where the Venn diagram overlaps. But if you've been playing stuff, let us know because maybe we want to play it too. So let us know on this post on Facebook or on social media or in person if you see us there. Just We want to talk about the games that you're playing as well. Moving the show right along, it is time to talk about our main segment, which is really just how well Nintendo is doing right now. Um, I promise you that we are not the Nintendo podcast. Uh, they don't pay us to do this, but they can if they want to. Yeah, if you want to sponsor this podcast, just email Bubba at lovethenerd.com. Get Nintendo. Let's go. But we're, we're, I don't know if I would call myself a Nintendo enthusiast because I haven't really kept up with everything. I didn't own a Wii U. Um, it took me a long time to get a GameCube. But I know that the three of us own Switches. And I know that... I think a, everybody except for April Lynn on the LTN um, staff owns a Nintendo Switch and loves it and enjoys it. And I bet you if April Lynn had one, she'd be right there with us. Agreed. Um, so that being said, we, we, we tend to keep pretty recent uh, and up to date with what's going on with Nintendo. And the biggest thing right now, as Matt pointed out last week to me, was that they're doing pretty stinking good. Um, one thing in particular brought that up. And what was that, Matt? Uh, Nintendo tweeted uh, Xbox or Microsoft. Oh, I guess it was Xbox. Uh, they said, hey, Xbox, since we can play together in Minecraft now, did you want to build something? So like them reaching out 
or reaching out or making it happen uh, with Microsoft and Xbox. Like, it's just, it's weird. Like I came from, I mean, I've always had a PlayStation and I've always had a Nintendo and like, those were separate entities. Like oh, yeah. you want to play your Nintendo games, you play Nintendo, you play, want to play PlayStation. I mean, as a child, like having pipe dreams of being able to play games with other systems, like that was something that never was going to happen, but to have like them reaching out and making it so like, even if it's just Minecraft and uh Fortnite, sort of rocket, kind of, I mean, league. rocket league. Uh, it's awesome. It's a know. lot of Did third party stuff. Get, yeah. Which is great. Which is cool. It's really cool. Which kind of makes sense because you wouldn't necessarily see Nintendo first party IPs. Like you're not going to play Mario on an Xbox cross platform. So I guess I, I take back the stupid thing I just said about, oh, it's, it's only third party. Obviously, it's third party stuff, but it's it's a lot of the third party popular titles that are allowing you to do this cross platform play. You know, Rocket League was one of the biggest third party, um, you know, uh, kind of indie games that came out the last couple of years. It was huge. Everything you saw was Rocket League for a while. Obviously, so, Minecraft speaks for itself. And also Fortnite. I mean, one of the most popular games on the planet right now, Fortnite. So it's I kinda, wonder if we're going to start seeing more, like, if it's going to be, like, third party are going to be able to play, you know, between different platforms. Like, are we going to see more console-exclusive games? Like, there are, yeah, they already are quite a bit. But, like, do you think that's going to be a bigger push by these companies? It stands like, to reason from a developer standpoint that you would want more cross-play. Right. And here's here's Absolutely. the obvious reason why. Because you want more people playing your game. If your yeah. game is only available on mm-hmm. one platform, you better hope that that platform is paying you a ton of money for exclusivity. Yeah. I think about Destiny. Like the reason Destiny was on PlayStation, uh, all of the DLC stuff came out first on PlayStation was because of the the exclusivity rights that they had that Activision had made with right. Sony. And then it would come out yeah. on Xbox later. Um, and now you have Destiny 2 that's on all three platforms. And I think that Sony still has exclusivity rights with some of the stuff, but I think it's like shorter term. I don't know. I can't really, I can't really speak with any kind of authority on that as of right now. But I know that it being on PC just exploded. It doesn't necessarily have cross-play between Xbox and PlayStation and, uh, you know, PC, but just even it being on those different platforms helps a ton. And you take something like Fortnite and you add in cross-play, which a lot of people might say, wow, why on earth would you play with somebody on PC? You're just going to get crushed. But I've seen people play on, uh, on Switch beat people on PC and Xbox. So it's possible you need a pro controller and stuff like that, and you just have to be good at the game. But it helps, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can find that sweet spot in, you know, what do they say? Like once you hit, once you hit twenty five or thirty or something like that, your your twitch reflex goes down. But like if you can if you can be in that sweet spot and you're good enough at said game, you can win uh, and you can enjoy it on 
a platform that you like, you know, whether that's PlayStation or Xbox or PC or Switch or whatever. Or being able to play when you're not at home with a Switch. I mean, if you if you main Xbox, like but you have a Switch, I mean, and you want to get your Fortnite fix on the road or wherever. uh, I mean, oh, a great way to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what Nintendo's bringing to the bringing to the table, right, is being able to play on the go. Um, and that's something that I like. Like I said, when I go to your house, Matt, like it, your house is not just down the street from mine. I'm in Texas. You're in Kentucky. Like I'm going to have to drive there. And the switch is what's going to keep my child occupied. Um, it's going to parent my kid from Texas to Kentucky. <laughs> so, you know why I like the switch is because, well, I take it sometimes with me. It really changed my airport experience when I went to PAX. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. Right. But Sometimes I don't want to sit in my living room in front of the TV like that, like how I play all my other games. Sometimes I like to lay down in um, my room. Double mattress. Playing the Switch. <laughs> no, I took the, the mattresses are deflated now. Yeah. They're put away. I will say before we move on too far here that I loved Xbox's response on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it said, our bodies are ready. What are we building? Like oh, that is such a, like a, <laughs> a great, great response. Yeah, if, um, if, if those you, of don't, you don't know, go ahead. Go please ahead. give the background. I'll say that, that. Uh, back when the we we fit we balance board was coming out, Reggie was on stage, and you know they were starting to introduce it. And his big thing was, "My body is ready," uh, and it <laughs> turned into this like, giant meme. Yeah, for <laughs> we fit, it's this giant meme. I mean, just type in "my body is ready" and you'll see this like <laughs> derp derp face of Reggie. Like, <laughs> yeah, familiarize yourself <laughs> so with that because we yeah. say that all the time. I didn't know that's yep. where it came from. Oh, I thought yeah. you guys invented it. Well, thank you. Uh, we 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 did, and we told Reggie to say it. Yeah. Oh, okay. gotcha. We Makes invented sense. the words. Yeah. Nobody yeah, had ever said welcome. that before. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's really interesting because we're talking about all the cro- the crossplay, and really that particular tweet was more a dig at Sony than it was anything else because. We we talked about this. I don't remember what episode of the arcade we did, but we we did talk about it, we were talking about Rocket League, where you can play Switch to Xbox or Switch to PC, and you can even play PlayStation to PC and PlayStation to Switch. But what you cannot do is you can't play Xbox to PlayStation for some reason. And this is all on Sony's part. There's a whole barrage of tweets and social media stuff that you can go and look at where Xbox is ready to open that up, but PlayStation is not. So there's there's some amount of bad blood between those two major players that everybody else is just saying, well, I mean, we'll play with you if you want to. Um, But... Sony is the one that's that's really closing the door. And I think that I think that Fortnite right now, I don't think you can play against PlayStation players on Fortnite. You can do PC and you can do Xbox, which is virtually the same platform um, when you when you really get down to it. Uh, but Sony is still really where the major wall is with all the crossplay. So being able to play Minecraft, mm-hmm. which finally you can play Minecraft on the Switch, don't even Ask me why that wasn't a launch title. Um, it's it's not like Microsoft hasn't been pouring into that game. Um, yeah. 
but they're no, they, they, they made a big heart in the sky. It looks like Nintendo and <laughs> Xbox did a big red and green heart. Nailed it. So yeah, yep, it's, they really did. It's official now. Um, but so that's one of the major points that Nintendo is is really knocking out of the park right now is that their partnerships, we're doing air quotes because that really means whatever you want it to mean, um, with Xbox kind of in PC, other platforms, um, their partnerships are doing really, really well right now, um, as, as seen by the social media tweets between Xbox and Nintendo. Um, one of the other things that we think is really cool about Nintendo and what they're doing is that they're they're kind of cracking or breaking the seal on N- Nintendo's approval process. This has not always been the case. If you go back to original Nintendo and even Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, like some of those old school consoles that we grew up with, you'll remember that little golden seal of approval that Nintendo had on every game. If If Nintendo played your game and didn't think that it was good enough, they wouldn't put that seal on there and your game was not available on a Nintendo platform. That kept a ton of games from coming to the console. Microsoft did not have that seal of approval, and neither did Sony with their PlayStation. So you saw a lot more games on those two versus the titles that you saw on Nintendo. So you see a lot of third-party developers now with the Switch because we don't have the Nintendo seal of approval anymore. So we're getting games like Fortnite, uh, Golf Story, all these other ones, Nine Parchments, all these, all these other games that Stardew we have. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. That's that's why I'm living my best life right now is because I can play Stardew Valley on the Nintendo Switch. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool that they're allowing these third party developers to come in uh, because it's allowing us to, as the consumer, to be able to play a lot of our favorite games on really what is now my favorite platform console, the Nintendo Switch. I mean, are there, other than Stardew, what are some of the other games that you guys are enjoying that you probably never would have thought that you would have been able to play on the Switch? Fallout, Shelter. Oh, yeah. Fact, yeah which good. it sounds dumb to say. No, it sounds dumb to say that. But the fact that there's, and I guess Skyrim would fall under this. Skyrim was, was a big one. Yeah. The fact that there's Bethesda games on a Nintendo console is kind of like freaking awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, Skyrim, the biggest game of its era is you know, available. We've, we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. It's, it kind of sucks, right? That we had to wait so long and it is, (laughs) it's, it's really, I don't know what the words are to say, but it makes me feel a little bit weird that we are getting so excited about games that are 10 years old. And, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, I can play Skyrim. Or like, you know, I'm saying to myself, I cannot wait to play Fallout 3 on the Switch. I searched in the eShop for Fallout before I was like, I'll buy it for right. the PlayStation. Because I was I, hoping. I, I, I can't believe it it's not out yet. I know. I was hoping it had been, it was on the Switch and I just didn't know about it. And that would be my ultimate, like. That would be really I, great. I would have paid extra. I paid $20 for a used copy of Fallout 4. I would have paid at GameStop. I would have paid more money just to have it on the Switch. Right. And I've got to assume that they're, I mean, I said that like, oh, okay, we're going to get it. I have to assume that they're working at it. They're working on it because, because of how well Skyrim did on the Nintendo Switch. But even if they don't come out with it on the Switch, I'm, I'm pretty certain that we'll get another Fallout game on the Switch. 
Bethesda's mm-hmm. working super duper hard to put their games on this platform. We're going to see this month, if it's not already out, I, I don't know for sure, um, Wolfenstein 2 is coming out. You know, that's like a brandish new game. Like that's that's one of their newest titles. We saw Doom. I guarantee you we're going to see Doom 2 on release come out for the Nintendo Switch. You know, so like these third-party developers, major third-party developers, Bethesda, EA, these guys are developing games not just for Microsoft, Xbox, and Sony PlayStation. They're also going to start doing stuff on release for the Nintendo Switch. Which, if you think about it, I mean, Matt, you had you, you had a Wii U, right? You got one? I did. Yeah. I still have it. Um, also, with the Wii, like you would see really just like embarrassingly dumbed down versions of these games, almost cartoons of these games <laughs> that came out for Nintendo products, that is not the case anymore. You take away a couple of texture packs, you lower the resolution a little bit, and I'm oversimplifying it, of course, but you can make a a AAA release title that'll run on the Nintendo Switch on day run release. This is the second life or the second year of the life cycle of the Switch, so people are still kind of learning how things work. But it's not going to be too long before you start seeing these day one releases of AAA titles on the Nintendo platform. And to me, that is very, very, very exciting because I honestly, I have an Xbox and I want to play less and less games on that platform. I want to play more games on the Switch. When we meet these video game developers at conferences, One of the things that Matt, you and I said to them was, wow, this game is great. When is it coming out on the Switch? And more and more developers, I've heard even Chris ask developers on the Humans of Gaming podcast, like, when is your game coming out on the platform I want to play it on? The most popular platform right now, if you just look at sales over the last two years. like Game Boy Color. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) When am I going to be able to use the Game Boy printer with your game? Tell me these things. Yeah, tell me now. (laughs) Yeah. But they have to be hearing this from people that are not us. We're not the only ones that are asking these questions. Because you hear about even people that are on the Xbox dev team or, you know, work at PlayStation that are playing games on the Switch. Like, it is, it's a a console that crosses all kinds of barriers. So, I don't know, man. I mean, it's got to be coming, right? I hope so. I hope so, too. Third-party devs, (sighs) I know your listeners... Just do it. Just start developing for the Switch on day one. Please. We're also uh, just seeing- a quick heads up. I just I found this that Fallout 3 Anniversary Edition was leaked for the Nintendo Switch. I Let's mean, go. You know, take that as what it is, but it might not be um, true. It I'm be taking true. it all the way to the is. house. Okay. Well, well, my house. I guess we should return Fallout 4 then. Probably. No, just get through it. You're going to want to buy that edition of Fallout 3, though, because it's going to be the GOATI Game of the Year edition. And it's going to have all of the DLC. And I promise you that that is some of the most legit DLC that's ever been released for a video game. It's too much. No, it's just enough. They are totally digestible DLCs. Totally. I still have vivid memories of playing through the pit and Operation Anchorage. Ah, so good. Also, region-free gaming. That's about freaking time. Uh, Man. You can make an eShop 
uh, count and download European games and Japanese games and play them right now on your American, uh, your U.S. Switch. Like it does, it doesn't That's care awesome. anymore. Have you guys done that yet? Have you have you utilized any of that? No, I have not. I haven't found a need for it um, because we're not reviewing games that come out early in the EU or you know in Japan, but. That's mainly what this stuff is for is, oh, hey, Sushi Striker Go came out in, uh, you know, Japan four days early and you can play it there, you know, but gone are the days where you, you could not do that. Um, so if that's a thing that you're into, there are a thousand videos online that will teach you how to do it. And the best part about it, guys, is that it is not illegal at all. You're not skirting any, you know, uh, end user agreements or anything like that from Nintendo. It's built right into the console that you can create a uh, account in another region and it's almost encouraged to do so. Um, so if you want to get on and play games early, like I know Stickbold uh, came out in the EU eShop pretty early. If you want to get on and do that, go for it. I mean, you can spend your, your points just the same. It's not a big deal. So, uh, region-free gaming. And then, Kate, you said raw innovation for the Switch. What did you mean by that? Unpa I mean, help us unpack that a little bit. I just think that it's a really innovative console. It wasn't like an, imp it wasn't like an improvement on something that already exists. It was literally an invention of innovative gaming that is completely original. And give me some for it's, instances. Like, I mean, what, what leads you to say that it's something that didn't exist before? I mean, I guess you could sort of say that it's an improvement on the Game Boy Advance and like the DS sort of, but I just felt like Nintendo totally took it to a whole nother level with the invention of the Switch in general. It took multiplayer to a whole new level of experience, meaning that, and even I, who don't do a whole lot of multiplayer, am like, let's go, let's take this, let's set it up. Look, there's three people. Three people can play right now. Took it to my grandma's house. We played some Mario Kart, me and my brother and my dad. And even my dad, who doesn't care anything about games, is like, oh, this is a pretty nifty little thing. Look at all this. Look at this <laughs> controller. You just ripped teeth on this thing. <laughs> you just ripped the sides off it. Yeah. And just the fact that I can, and it, that was when it really sunk in to me how cool the Switch is, is when I was one second, I was sitting on the couch playing it by myself. And then five minutes later, the three of us were playing Mario Kart together as a family. <laughs> there it is. With just one extra controller. <laughs> as a family. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of to bank on this. We may have mentioned this before, but I mean, Bubba, we were in the airport for hours and hours together. Yeah, that was a rookie mistake on our part to get there that yeah, early. Yeah, we were so early. But we were able to sit down and play Mario Kart and... One two Terrible switch. Game, one two switch. Yeah. yeah. How come um, nobody's talking about that game anymore? Insert reasons. Lists lame. of reasons. Rip. Nobody. Nobody wants to play the thirty. The thirty dollar game that should have been included on yeah. the Switch. Yep. Yeah. It was the Wii Play of its generation. That's Nintendo's one flaw. Is that? Yeah, it's easily overlooked. Yeah. People have forgotten no. about it already. Sorry, Nintendo. I didn't mean to bring it back up. But you're right. We played it. In the you know, you yeah. and I played it in the in the airport. And Kate, you talked about it revolutionizing your um your single player uh experience in the airport as well. 
Yeah, I when I was on the plane, I had my tray table down, my switch on the kickstand, and I was playing Mario. And I had the two little controllers. I'm waving it around. The guy next to me thinks I'm a total like lunatic because I was going like like I was aggressively absolutely controllers, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. I feel like I tried to play for a little bit on the plane. It's it's really hard for me to play in that setting. And I've had my switch on a couple of plane plane rides, but it was I felt a little weird playing with Matt in the uh, in the airport. But only because the games that we were playing were designed to make you feel like an idiot. Um, yeah. Shave your beard. And so, I mean, the way you have to shave your beard is like make huge <laughs> sweeping motions with the controller. Yeah, you're good at shaving. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> I'm a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but it does. And, you know, we're going to see with Mario Party, Super Mario Party on the Switch, that it's going to take the multiplayer experience, the couch co-op multiplayer experience to a whole nother level by introducing this functionality we didn't even know existed with the Switch where you put two Switches together and you can solve puzzles and stuff. Will you, will you guys buy me a second one? A second Switch? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Kate's That's on. A yes. That's a yes. That's a solid Thank maybe. Yeah. Um, but the, the cool thing about that one, Mario Party, is that it has specific functions that you can play, kind of turn on and off. Like you can play a, a certain set of mini games if you're using two switches. And if you're not, you can play a different set of mini games. Like I don't know if the game recognizes or if you tell it, but you can have two completely different Mario Party experiences based on the kind of multiplayer that you're playing. So I think that's cool. I wonder, I wonder if you need two copies of the game. Okay, so uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about this. Nintendo already – crap, why haven't we talked about this before? Where they did uh, game sharing, where if you had Mario Kart on the oh. DS, you could wirelessly download a multiplayer version oh, yeah. of that game. And there's a possibility that's how this works, at least that for that, that portion of it. Now, this game's also going to have multiplayer online capability. So you can play Mario Party online with your friends. And just know that the three of us will play Mario Party when it comes out. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. That's not a, oh, we should. I'm guaranteeing you, if you don't buy your own copy, I will find a way to get you a copy of that game so that we can play it together. Yeah. Send it with my new Switch. Take it to the bank. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've got a legitimate uh, handheld and home console. That was one of the things, right? Like we we were talking about, Matt, I remember specifically talking about it with you and Kate, we probably talked about it on the arcade together. Um, probably. But I was real sketch about the Switch when it was talked about and then when it was released. I was like, ah, I don't I don't need a large Game Boy. I really don't. Um, I The DS didn't really hit it with me. I didn't like that. And I kind of felt like that might be where the Switch was going. Lo and behold, that's not at all what it was. Um, and Matt, you got your switch. You got it in March, didn't you? I got day one, a one from day one, a one from day one, baby. Uh, and you just were ranting and raving about it. And then Drew got a switch and then Chris got a switch. And I was like, I was living in heavy FOMO. Um, <laughs> and then I, I remember those got, months. And then I finally got one. I got one seven months late. And you were like dying, slowly it, dying without one. I was... It was really bad because I was like <laughs> conniving ways to get a switch. 
Like well, sell all your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, partially I was like, well, maybe I could put it on the credit card. Ah, no, Anna's going to see that, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I waited, I waited patiently and, you know, finally got one. And I, after that, Kate, it was like, you had to get one. Right. I mean, I know. it was, it was peer pressure and several Well, Steven got it for me for Christmas as a surprise. Cause he's mm-hmm. a good hubby. He's a good hubby. Yes. And I was very surprised and really excited. So, it, I mean, it was so much so that he knew you had to have one. Yeah. Like it was very apparent. And I tell everybody, guys, if you, if you don't have one, figure out a way to get one. Start saving. I promise. Like it's, this is not just plasma. like, yeah, sell, sell, a, sell plasma or a plasma TV and get one. Because I, I really feel like every home in America should have one of these things. Like if Skynet's going to come from somewhere, I think it should probably come from the Switch. That would probably be the best bet. <laughs> it's just so great. And the things that it does, the the way that it innovates, it is a legitimate handheld console that you can take with you, not just to the toilet, but on the train and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And also my preferred method, which is in docked, it plays it's it's in the dock and I play it on the TV. That's my preferred method. So much so. I hardly ever play it like that. Well, you Same. might play it like that more if you had one of these things. And podcast listeners, what I'm holding up is an 8-bit dough wireless USB receiver or USB wireless adapter. What this does is this takes any Bluetooth controller and makes it a Switch Pro controller. So... For $19, you can have one of these bad boys. Um, and Kate, what? your PlayStation 4 controllers are Bluetooth controllers. So, But that feels wrong. It shouldn't. It should feel great. Oh, oh okay. Matthew Warmbier, your Xbox One <laughs> S controller. I already have controller. a pro controller. Well, I'm alone. just saying, you don't have to rub it in, Matt, okay? You don't have to <laughs> rub it in. Hey, you don't have a pro controller? I don't have one. No. Well, but you told Stephen to buy me one, so I have one. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> I f- I think people should have one. And playing in the grip, I just it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing. Hey, let's let's take uh, about two minutes here just to talk about what's next for the Switch. That's like, a what's very the good next, question. What's the next thing know. they're gonna do? Like, is it gonna be like my thought is like with the the 3ds they had. How many different versions? Like All bigger buttons, bigger screens, bigger this. Oh, it folds here now. Like now, it is that what we're going to see? Yeah. yeah, is that what we're going to see with the Switch? Like a larger screen? Will, will they do that? Oh man, I. Well, I th- it's interesting that you you talk about this because we didn't we didn't talk about this beforehand. You actually just added it to the doc, and I watched a video which I'll I'll try and link. Um, I'll definitely send it to you too. I watched a video of this guy was like, Hey, here's like five or six different ways that the switch could go in the future. And one of the way, one of the things he said was the switch XL, which was basically just an HD tablet that you attach. They make a, an attachment that you can use. Um, and it's, it doesn't stream to it, but the switch actually fits in the back. There's a little harness that he made that the switch fits into the back of it. And it's just a larger screen that you can play. So it's like a switch XL. Another one was like remote play. So the same way that like the PS Vita did, um, and the way that we talked about EA, um, with their origins access is doing where it's just streaming. 
that's a big thing. We talked about it, you know, uh, last week or the week before. And then we also talked about the the bad stuff that can come from that. And we're talking about Resident Evil 7 streaming to the Switch. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But if you're not using the Switch, like if you're away from the Switch and you still want to be able to access it, it's a portable console. Don't ask me why you would want to do that. But um, if it needed to be charging or something like that, he had a way to access it remotely. And there was tons of lag, um, but he had made it himself. So... Hmm. It's interesting. Where do you think it's going? Yeah, where do you think? I I just said I I think they'll probably do some type of like, like Nintendo Switch DX or Nintendo Switch Big. Okay, so so um, you think a larger screen? I think they'll maybe make it thicker. Uh, maybe not like a bigger. I don't know. Maybe they'll change the the way the Joy Cons feel or like make them more rounded in the back to give yeah, you that. I think that's a natural progression. Feel. Um. Maybe like Man, a Joy-Con Pro or something like that. I, I think yeah. that they should put the headphone jack on the bottom of it, personally. Okay. Um, because I feel like the cord, like, or make, make it a uh, blue, Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth headphones. Absolutely. Bluetooth would be great. Um, I mean, these are all like really easy fixes that they, they may have done had the time, but I know they were like, they kind of kept delaying it anyways. Really, all um, they have to do is just look at all the third-party stuff that's coming out. Yeah, all the Kickstarters, and then just if it's not like yeah. patented, just do it themselves. I mean, look at Mad Cats. Wow, <laughs> that's still a thing. Are they still around? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I think those are probably like the the easiest basic things. I mean, will they come out with a one that has better graphics? Like, oh, that would be like Switch HD. Yeah, like a Switch, Switch Pro. HD. Yeah. I DX Pro. Or, hey, just give me like Nintendo 64 style. Give me an expansion pack. Let me plug one of them suckers in. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. I would do it. I would totally do that. I don't know. You, hey, everyone listening, just let us know what you think might be coming next. Um, it really, honestly, I, I think that Nintendo could probably do no wrong, and they're probably going to make me want to get the next version of the Switch. I mean, they're going to have cloud yeah. saving, which is great. Uh, that'll help. It will help a lot. Will help. And I mean, just check them out. I mean, Nintendo has a history of not caring if they screw something up. Um, if they yeah. want to try something, they're going to try it. And we may get really mad about not having the cloud saves and not having the virtual console and all this other stuff. But they've given us things like the Nintendo Mini and the SNES Mini and maybe a 64 Mini. Like the, in the Wii U, okay, maybe that was a that was a taxi moment. Um, where they shouldn't have released that, and they could have just poured that development into into the Switch. But you see that the technology that came from the Wii U became the Switch, the tablet. Um, you know, so it's like even yeah. from their mistakes and their flops, we still see greatness rise like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> and you know, so we can expect good things from Nintendo. And I mean that that we can just expect that good things are going to come from them. And right now, things are great. Um, things are, are doing pretty, pretty well. Uh, but not everything is gold from them. But it will be. It will be down the line. So good on you, Nintendo. We expect uh, great things from the next Switch. And we really can't wait. But because of how time works, we're going to have to. We'll have to wait, yeah. It's okay. Well, switch aside, guys, thank you for joining us for this episode, episode 13 of the Free Play Podcast. 
Come back next week. Kate, we got a hot take next week. We got a hot take. We've never done a hot take. We got a hot, on the free play podcast. Hot, hot take. Um, and we'll have another great episode for you. Another great topic. Kate is in charge of picking, picking the topic I next week. No, idea. we don't know what it is. I wanted to be able to tell oh, you right no. now what it was going to be. I've been we thinking so hard this whole time. Have you come up with anything? No. Okay. So we've been talking. I was, just... there's a little bit of intrigue. Come back well, next week. Don't get excited. There's oh, I'm nothing but excited about what's going to happen next week. I'm ready. My body is ready. My body is ready. And Kate gets that now. <laughs> I do get it now, but now you're I have welcome. to Google it to see it in action. <laughs> oh, then you're, I'll really yeah. get it. That's a, that's a rabbit hole. While then you're I'll Googling really that, guys, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, the YouTubes in almost any region and anywhere else that podcasts are found. If you cannot find us where you are podcasting or podcasting stomping grounds of your own, let me know and I will do my best to get us on said platform. And if you're not a part of a Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, make it one of your life goals to change that right here, right now, today. Just simply go on over there and search Love Thy Nerd, like our page and join our group. We'll let you in and you'll have a Grand old time, I promise you. And if not, money back guarantee. How about that? You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at LoveThyNerd. Guys, join us on all the social media, and we want to hear what you guys are doing. We want to know what you think about the Switch. What's coming next? Do you like where they're going right now? How do you feel about the crossplay? Do you even want to play with PlayStation? I don't know. Let us know in the comment section below and also on social media. Once again, guys, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Matt Warmbier. I'm Kate Kawaki. We'll catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerds. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stalkup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Kawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media. No, we're not recording uh, anymore. Um, I know. Sorry, I, we're, 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 it's fine. Uh,